Well, hello, America. This is Mark Dunnigan, your host for The Daily Answer, one of a number of programs associated with Answering Religious Error, A-R-E. And one of the programs that I wanted to note was that every Wednesday, it's at noon Eastern time, there's a live Bible Q&A. And you can actually submit your Bible questions. And the individuals on the panel will actually do their best with scripture to give you an answer for that Bible question. And typically, if it's a Bible question, they will not shy away from any question that really is a legitimate Bible question. And so uh, you can't say, well, no one, no one's willing to answer my question. You know, I've got questions and no one wants to answer them. That's not true. Individuals on A-R-E will do that. So that's answering religious error. You could see that Facebook, YouTube, and it's Wednesday and it's noon Eastern time, typically every Wednesday. So hope you see, hope to see you there. Uh, now and then I want to take a look at a passage and usually there's something in the passage, a phrase that catches my attention. And I really want to find out, well, what's the Holy Spirit saying in that passage? It's from this time. It's from Isaiah 28, 14 and 15. And it says, therefore, hear the word of the Lord, you scoffers who rule this people who are in Jerusalem, because you have said we have made a covenant with death. That's the phrase I want to look at. Well, what's that? And with Sheol, we have made a pact. The gushing flood will not reach us when it passes by, because we have made falsehood our refuge and we have concealed ourselves with deception. Okay, so this is the Holy Spirit through Isaiah rebuking the rulers of Jerusalem when Isaiah is alive. And clearly there's no one saved, always saved here because, I mean, these are the people of God or claim to be the people of God. And clearly they are not right with God. What it looks like here is the Holy Spirit's revealing the inward thinking of the rulers of Judah during the time of Isaiah. And it's called a covenant with death. I'm not sure if that's what they called it, but at least the Holy Spirit calls it that. And it looks like as I read the passage that they assume that that agreement that they had made would protect them from whatever coming judgment, including God's coming judgment, that Isaiah was predicting. And their refuge and their place of safety was in the clever lies and deception that they had orchestrated. Now, some feel that this covenant with death includes their political maneuvering, whether it was like treaties that they had made with the Egyptians or secret agreements with the Assyrians or others to protect them from like, well, the coming judgment where God was going to bring the Babylonians against them. That they considered themselves so clever in their diplomacy, making behind the scenes deals, um, you know, making promises to this nation and that nation, this ruler, that new ruler, and covering all their bases, that they were immune from any sort of future invasion or disaster. That they had a plan, that they had this cleverly thought out system 
that they were skilled negotiators, that they were, I mean, they were really good at making deals with people. They knew how to manipulate other rulers. They knew how to manipulate other nations. They knew how to manipulate the process. And you know what? I still think there's people out there who think that that are out there serving in your local, state, or national government who feel the same. That they're so well connected, that, that they've got all their bases covered, that they are buried deep in the system or the infrastructure, and that there is no way that they can ever be fired. I mean, they're untouchable. They have too many people who owe them favors. They have too much dirt on too many people in the chain leading up to them. They've got too many al allies, or maybe they're not allies, but people they can threaten and intimidate, and they have a lot of power. And it could be, I know the thinking is during that time, the thought was that Egypt actually could save them, that Egypt was a strong ally and God says, they're, they're, they're gonna break on you. They're just like a reed that if you put your hand on it, it snaps, they're, 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 they're just a fragile walking stick is all they are. And there's no refuge in Egypt, but there's a tomb. Egypt's gonna be a tomb. And yet I find many people have a similar mindset today. That is decisions are made on the basis of something other than a moral principle of right or wrong. They're made on something other than is this God's will? That is truth is not the all important consideration. Rather, will this further my power? Will this protect me physically? Will this make me look good? Will this get me reelected? Will this, will this help me move up the ladder and make a little bit more money? Now, some feel that the covenant of death here is a reference to that the Jewish leaders were actually dabbling with and invoking the occult, dark demonic powers to protect them. Okay, I don't think that's what that's dealing with here, and it might sound a little far-fetched. Okay, but here's the deal. As I learn more about the lives of the elite, the people in power over time, even in our own times, and how at times they do dabble in the occult. While I don't think that's the case here in Isaiah, I would not be shocked if they were seeking to circumvent God through such a strategy. You know, as, as I have traveled the last three or so years, we have been to many towns and many downtown areas where there's a number of, you know, neat little shops and stuff like that, places to eat. And yet I'm amazed of in how many gift shops carry occult material, objects and it is certainly widespread and popular in our current culture and it would not surprise me that there's a number of people out there even in top levels of business academia and government who have made a covenant with death in that sense that they feel that the powers of darkness even satan himself will be able to protect them and you know what? Just it's the same mistake that these people were making in Isaiah. They think, well, I'm safe. 
I've got all my bases covered. I am protected. And God says, no. And history records that God is right. History records that the Babylonians did come against Jerusalem. They took it. And they would level it. And the people would be taken off into captivity. And all their human... Man, all their human resources, all, all their cleverness, and all their mere human wisdom was not able to protect them. Heads up. Heads up, America. Heads up to the people in the elite out there. Heads up to the people in academia who have denied God or his word and the people in Hollywood and the politicians out there who have neglected God. All your power and all your money and all your connections will not protect you. It's all vain. Get yourself right with God. Turn to God. Believe that Jesus is the Son of God. Repent of your sins and be baptized in mercy and water for the forgiveness of your sins. And you might say, okay, but that's what everyone has to do. And I want something special for me because I'm special. Well, no, you're not. There is a sense that you're so special that Jesus died for you, but Jesus died for everybody else too. You've got a soul like everybody else, and you need Jesus like everyone else. Mark Dunnigan for The Daily Answer. Until next time, see you in those all-familiar funny papers.